left for you in the mailbox. There was a joke. Oh, on yes, that. yes, so yes. There's been many <laughs> jokes on that. The, uh, yeah, Seattle. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's what I got. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for the time. For sure. Uh, yeah, we yeah, we no appreciate problem. it. It's, it's an honor meeting you. Uh, I've been a fan for years and uh, had a chance to catch my first system concert way back uh, in Sacramento a couple years back and just cool, uh, became a fan ever since I saw you guys live. And right really on. love what you've done with your solo stuff. Thank so, you. Um, you know, first question is, yeah. I know you have like five different things going on with different projects from orchestral yeah. music to jazz to now the new album. When you're putting that stuff together, do you have to be in a certain state of mind for, okay, I'm writing orca, so let's focus on this type of music, or does it just kind of come organically and you separate it out as it goes? Orca I've been working on for three years, so it started when I was actually writing for Imperfect Harmonies, because that was kind of orchestral hybrid mixed with rock elements and different elements. So. Orca, I stumbled into accidentally. Um, I accidentally wrote, wrote my first symphony, basically. <laughs> That's kind of it. Um, so, you know, um, this, this space where you kind of transition between different genres is not a difficult one. It's, it's kind of like just bringing it up and starting to work on that. And then you, it's, it's not that difficult, really. It's just um, the thing that makes it different is the instrumentation and the arrangement. But the... Um, Whatever you're, ins whenever you're inspired and you work on music, it doesn't matter which one you work on, you'll have an effect on it, you know, kind of thing. So, it's it's seamless integration. Like as far as I'm concerned, you just go from one to the other. It's fine. I spent a lot of time with Electric Dagget Symphony not too cool. long ago, uh, cool. I, and you know, I just thought it, it lends itself beautiful to to the orchestral kind of you know accompaniment to look to what you already had put on tape. And was that a natural progression for you too, or did you just say, hey, listen, this is something I want to do, and and it worked together? Um, it was, Elected That Symphony was the product of an orchestra literally contacting me through another artist friend and going, would you be, would you like to do something with us? And at first I'm like, give me a second to think about that because I was on tour with the FCC. Right. And I remember when I first got the email, I was in Seattle and uh, 2007, 2008. And I go, let me think about this because this is, I don't want to say yes or no without knowing what I'm committing to and all that. And then, you know, I knew it was going to be a lot of work because to do a show with a full orchestra without backing of a band, you have to literally translate everything you've done musically for the orchestra, which means you have to sit down and rewrite everything, starting from your basic, you know, just ba all you have is your basic instruments and your vocals, and then you have to start writing for orchestra. So I thought about it, and the, the excitement of working, doing something I had never done before, working with an orchestra was too much to give up, no matter how much work was involved. So I said yes, and we planned it out, and, um, started writing, I had some help from another composer, arranger guy from New Zealand, this guy John Sathas. We ended up writing a really great, you know, uh, you know, kind of orchestral version of Elect the Dead. And it became really popular, and that kind of, uh, and then I toured with Elect the Dead for about 12 shows around the world, mostly in Europe. And they were so successful and so awesome as far as like the way it came out, that I was like, okay, now I've got a separate mm -hmm. thing that I'm gonna put aside go back and do some other records, but then I always have this to come back to. So when Orca came about, I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to go release a new symphony without vocals. It doesn't have, it's a real symphony this time. And do a hybrid show between Elect the Dead, uh, symphony and Orca. So that way, you know, I can play with an orchestra and sing Elect the Dead songs, and then I can take a break as a singer and they can play one of my pieces from my symphony. And, but it all seamlessly integrates. So. That show is next year, that release is next year. We're planning to record Orca live 
uh, with an orchestra uh, next month, October 28th, in Linz, Austria, with the Bruckner Orchestra at the Bruckner House. And they are one of the best orchestras I've ever worked with, so I'm really excited. Philip Glass has done a bunch of recordings with them, and so yeah, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, you have a, a, a wide vision as an artist to put all this together, and you, you know, probably a grand kind of idea. Uh, how do you feel satisfied when you get it all together, and, and or is there stuff that you feel you left out you should have did differently? Good question. I mean, I think you can always look back and go, "Oh, I messed that one up. I could have done that better," you know. But overall, I, you know, the way that I pick my projects is with uh, passion, not logic. You know, right. um, I don't go, hey, I should write another great rock record or whatever. You know, people, people seem to really like the last one. Let me write another rock. You know, it's more like, fuck, I've never done that. I'm doing it. You know, like, wow, I've never done a jazz record. Um, I have three friends that are phenomenal jazz players. And I have all these little tracks over the years that I've built that are jazz oriented and kind of like progressive jazz, I should say. And I'm like, OK, let's do this. So I got three friends together sent the music kind of back and forth worldwide and finished a jazz record called Jazz's Christ. Uh, mostly instrumental, a couple of really cool vocal tracks. Um, it, same kind of method, you just go, wow, this would be awesome to do. It's that excitement for, for not just doing something different, but you know, each of these genres have a different form of expression. Like if you're listening to a symphony and, and like a very vulnerable part of a symphony, there's a part of Orca, act one, somewhere about around six minutes that will bring tears without vocal, without lyrics, without, you know, just the vibe is so vulnerable and sad that it's just like puts you in this place. You can't do that with rock music. With rock music, you know, with something like Karakiri or, or Occupied Tears, the vibe of this powerful intention and messaging, you can't do that with or orchestral music or jazz or anything else. Like They each have their own unique forms of expression that are unique to them. You know, uh, I've had a chance to see you solo as well. You opened up for the Foo Fighters, and I had yeah. to check out that tour. It was just amazing. Cool, and man. It always kind of caught my eye that your backing band is called the FCC. Right. And us being radio folk, it, <laughs> it sticks right out to us. It, it, was that something that, uh, is there a message behind that? Was was that FCC before <coughs> they came around? Or you're like, hey, I have an idea for, for calling you guys the FCC. The FCC is a running joke. Um, in 2000, when we decided to put the band together for the solo re record, Elected Dead, um, we had, you know, we were kind of writing down choices of band names like the Infidels and, you know, like all these, which would be still a great band name. Um, maybe there is one. But um, anyway, <laughs> so we were like writing all this stuff. And the FCC thing always interested me because, you know, with System back in the day with Saturday Night Live and some other venues, we always got in trouble with cussing, you know, radio shows and, and stuff. I have my own radio show with Tom Morello, Access of Justice Radio Network. And, you know, you've got this list of not to you know words right. not to say right. and I, I, ju I just found it really ridiculous so I wanted to make the FCC a cuss word so instead of the Federal Communications Commission the FCC for us is the applying cunts of chaos and so <laughs> by making the FCC into a cunt word they'd have to kind of penalize themselves technically right. so it, it's it's a play on words and a running joke basically yeah, just like you thought it was yeah <laughs> Uh, how about the, the other aesthetics of, of, of the show that you put together, the, the solo stuff, um, the outfits? Yeah, you yeah. You come up with some pretty amazing <laughs> stuff. Are you your own stylist when you put all that stuff together? I had some help. Um, we're not doing the outfits on this one. Like, each record's different. Like, I wanted this one to be our kind of grunge vibe. Like, not grunge, but like, everyone wear whatever the f they want. You don't have to match it. You know, jeans, t-shirts, fine, all good, you know. Like, each record's got to be different, you know. 
Um, but for elected dead, it was cool because we had like these outfits that were part English gentleman and part Jack the Ra- what was it uh, the rapist uh, Ripper Jack, Jack the Ripper, Ripper. Yeah. right right you know it was like this weird 18th century kind of vibe and the, the whole concept came about when we were doing photo shoots and I got these cool hats and jackets and I was trying on and I'm like hmm maybe the whole band should be doing this kind of <laughs> thing you know like just one of those things I, we had a good stylist at the time uh, this woman named Marjan actually yeah so you're gearing up, uh, getting ready to now finally go on the road with the new record and then and kind of tour the country a little bit. Um, you get excited for something like that, or are you know, or yeah. is it just you know you, you have a lot of stuff going on and this is just one of those things? Both. Um, I get excited playing shows. I you know the the hour and a half that we spend out there as artists as musicians is why we do what we do. You know, um, in terms of touring, everything else about touring sucks. You know, I don't mean in my life, I mean in general, because you're traveling, you don't sleep right, you don't eat right, you know, you miss your family, all that. But that that hour, hour and a half, whatever you're playing on stage is worth it, you know. Um, that said, composing is my favorite part of what I do. Way more than touring and publicity and, you know, making videos and all that, which I think most, well, some artists would agree with, I guess. Um, yeah, so I do have a lot going on, but I, I kind of like it, you know, it, it keeps me keeps me uh, going a, a lot of interesting stuff but I am coming to a point where after releasing these four records I'm going to slow down and, and doing the you know Orca tour and all right. that next year after next year I'm going to slow down a bit do you see yourself kind of maybe a- as you progress maybe just focusing on particularly on one kind or do you all can you see yourself doing these multiple things for a while um, after that I think l- I've been starting to do more scoring like I'm scoring a video game right now a sci-fi video game and uh I want to do more of scoring for film, film, video games, TV, that kind of a thing. In the next, you know, three to five years, I want to focus more on that, and and then I'll come back and make records again, you know. But I want to take a break from making records and and kind of doing what I've been doing, even though what I've been doing has been with multiple genres in multiple ways and and, and stuff. Let's get you the Oscar, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do it. Exactly. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Awesome. I'll take it. I just, uh, today I'm flying into Vegas, getting off the plane, uh, I sprained my ankle. Oh, shit. And Sorry, so, man. Yeah, it sucks, but it brought to mind, okay, you know, you're about to go on stage, you got a show to play that day, mm. uh, have you ever injured yourself? You're like, oh, man, I got to go out there. And Physical injuries, uh, the worst thing is when you get sick um, and your voice gets fucked up, because that's a big part of what I do on stage. So that wears me out and, and slows me down the most. Um, you know, messing up your hand, your arm, your foot, you can get around all of that, you know. Um, and I seem to always get sick either right before a tour or on tour, maybe because it's like, you know, there's a lot of travel, change in seasons and so much going on. Like I've got like, a vi- I don't know if it's a viral thing or whatever's going on. My voice is fine, luckily, but I literally, you know, for three, four days, I've just been like, coughing some of the nastiest shit you've ever seen in my life I've ever seen in my life and I'm like oh, this is not good <laughs> you know right. I'm right. like but you know what you just go on and get prepped up and drink your tea and do your nasal spray whatever the fuck you're gonna do and <laughs> you go out there and you have a good time forget yeah. about it once you're up there you, it's all gone you know it doesn't matter whatever happened before doesn't exist you're there the song starts that crowd is there you're like fuck yeah let's go surfing <laughs> nice. you know? awesome man well looking forward to the show thank you so much Thanks, for the man. time search appreciate